close enough, right? Hey, Adam. Hey, man. Are you recording things? I'm recording. There's a hair on your microphone. All your dog's hair is all over my microphone. Uh, well, at least it's not coronavirus hair. It's fine. I'm cool with it. Um, uh, we're at Hanami. Yeah, you came to a racetrack, Gabe. Feels weird. I know. You. This is the first time you left your house in like a year, it seems like. <laughs> you like went to work five times and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've been working. I've yeah. just been working at my house. Um, you, uh, you're on paternity leave right now. Correct. I have uh, one week left. One week left. Uh, how, we, how old is the baby now? Three weeks. Nice. Uh, keeping you up? No. Ashley, like, wakes her up to feed at okay. night, but she's not been waking us up. Okay. How much, uh, how much sleep are you getting? I've been sleeping through the night, man. Yeah? Man, that sounds great. You, you got a good baby so far. Well, yeah, I guess we're lucky. Sle- sleeping through the night with a newborn. That's hard to believe. So. Ashley wakes up at, like, about every three or four hours to right. feed her, but beyond that, she's Good sleeper, good. huh? Good. So, there's a, there's a, an, an a Abe baby... Abe finally left the house. We're trying to meet. Uh, uh, the theme for the show, or the uh, the intro for Gingerman Raceway. Uh, every time we talk about Gingerman Raceway on the, on the show now, we have to talk about world-renowned Derek Yarbrough's favorite track, Gingerman Raceway. Is that right? <laughs> is the, the Wait, is the track world-renowned, or is mm, Derek world-renowned? Uh, well, we could just say Derek's favorite racetrack, Gingerman Raceway. But, uh, yeah, uh, Derek loves Gingerman. We all know that, right? Brad knows that. Yeah, it's Derek's favorite track, so... Well, I mean, what's not to like? Uh, it's the best place on earth, man. You so know, we're Tom has said, though, that uh, he that it sucks. <laughs> he may have said that. Tom, I, Tom also said that a car goes around Gingerman as fast as a car goes. And, like, there's not much that the driver does to make it go faster or slower. I think there's – It's. I, I've always said it's easy to find the first 95%, and that last 5% is, like, uh, men versus boys kind of. It's hard to find. Yeah. Um, but you can go real fast here with, like, a medium skill set. Yeah. So uh, I do love this place, though. It's my favorite place to host events at. Uh, people are already leaving. People blowing up. But, um, so far, so good. First uh, first half, we're at lunch break on Saturday, so first half of the day. You're only staying today, right? That's right. I'll okay. probably leave about 7 or 8 tonight. Okay. How far is the drive? Four hours? Three hours? Well, you drive fast. That's right. You got the Mugen SI, the fastest car on earth. I'm not the only Mugen here today. Oh, really? My, uh, my buddy from Indianapolis is also here. Oh, cool. Um, we talked about Mugens for 20 minutes. Yeah, the uh, you got to find your blue brethren. <laughs> are all the Mugens blue? They are. Okay. And so if you see a red one, it's a fake one. Okay. Fakers. I thought there were red Mugen SIs. Brad, there weren't any? Just that blue. Okay. All right, well, I don't even know what to talk about aside from uh, we're leaning on my race car because Abe forgot to bring batteries, and we, so we plugged it into the race car. And now my race car probably won't start because uh, I still haven't swapped the anti-gravity battery in that oh, I got right? because I have to build a whole new mount. Shout out <laughs> so. to anti-gravity batteries. Yeah, yeah good uh, little company. Look for those on the Tracktune website yeah. someday. We're, someday, we're, whenever Abe remembers how to work Tracktune.com. Um, so what have, you been, uh, what have you been doing in Time Attack World, Abe? Uh, I've been working the events remotely. I know. So, like, uh, everything that I do at the track, I actually do more efficiently when I'm not at the track. Yeah, but then i got to deal with all the fallout when somebody's mad at you. And <laughs> they get mad at me instead. You could probably do an entire episode about tires. Yeah, yeah they, they get mad at me instead, so. Man. Scott and, Hollingsworth over here making all kinds of noise. A, a prime instigator Yeah, is uh, just rolled up on a pit bike. Yeah? Is he one of the street mod instigators? Oh, he's an instigator, Son absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully those, hopefully those Nankangs uh, become legal tires uh, within the wording of the rules. But so um, 
I've, I've often deferred to your having had more of the information than I did. Can you tell me, uh, someone reached out to you before yeah. the Gingerman event. Yeah, so um, one of the distributors in Nankang hit me up. I didn't even know this, this CR1 was coming or whatever. Um, and said, hey, we brought in the first shipment of these tires. They're not pre-production. Uh, is that legal? There's just not any other tires because production stopped right now because of coronavirus. Um, and they're, they are li- they are you can buy them, but you have to air freight them. So they're like open for purchase. Uh, so I was like, I mean, per the wording of the rules, that seems legal to me because uh, yeah. you can buy them. Uh, and then everybody's like, man, but that sucks. And I understand that it sucks. But like right now we are in a pandemic. Too. <laughs> so factories weren't working for a while and That's supply true. chains were messed up. And But if you can buy that tire... Even with air freight, you can buy that tire. I don't know. It's, it's uh, to me. I feel like I was breaking more more of a rule disqualifying that CR one than allowing it. Like you're, st- I feel like I'm stretching it, stretching the in- the intentions of the rules a lot more. Telling someone it's not well, legal. And, and what I what I struggled to to communicate to people was just because the tire is backordered yeah. doesn't mean that it's not available. Right. Like the tire has been released. Yes. It's for sale. Right. Just because you don't see a whole bunch of marketing material on the internet about yeah. it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, it, it, it supposedly there's four distributors um, and they're they're known tire distributors. Phil's Tire Service is one of them and like like they will have it. Just none of the shipments have left. Where do they come from? Taiwan? Taiwan. I think they're Taiwan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tiregate was fun. I think it's still ongoing. No, it's ongoing. Uh, uh, but people, people are salty about we it. We did get uh, it, it's not the fastest tire in the world. We've seen that. It hasn't won anything yet. But That's true. <laughs> um, but we did get an email from Shane at Nankang during the event stating the sizes that would be available. Do we publish that email or no? Uh, we haven't yet, okay. but I think we probably should. So there are sizes that will be – well, we can. We don't have to publish it, but we can just like make it available if somebody wants to see it. But um, there's a bunch of sizes available, uh, and that will be available through TF Works, Our Compound USA, Phil's Tire Service, and I think G-Speed? Lewis I, Giglio, I think, I think it was right. G-Speed. And then um, probably probably Jackie's Well, Jackie's shop? basically uh, selling through our compound or TF. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's got it listed on his site that he can sell, you, sell it to you because he's the one that can air freight it right now because he'll go through the back leg work to make it air freightable. But, right. Um, so and I th- I th- they're insanely expensive. Yeah, um, to air freight, yeah. Almost yeah. to the point where you think that the price is made up. So that people won't buy them. Well, um, they won't be that expensive later, but right now that's what they cost. Yeah. So I, I imagine shipping a tire on an airplane is no. expensive. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dewey's here. <laughs> stand over there. Yeah. Go stand, stand away from Babron. Yeah, stand away from me. You want to talk on the, about, about tire gate, Dewey? Uh, of course I want to. Oh, man. All right. You got five minutes. State your case. <laughs> no, I, over. I, I actually I called to see if I could make an order. Right. Okay. It's All right, cool. Dewey did it. Dewey, Dewey. Anybody who wants to argue it can go through me now. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You want to, you want to say that on the show? Because you're, you're far away. Dewey, you tried to buy a Nankang CR1? Uh, you know, I might actually try some. Now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, they are available in, uh, in 255. They're coming. Yeah, I already looked. 255, uh, 4017, which is uh, my preferred size. 
Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to... I might try a set just because it seems like they're going to be a fairly reasonable price, too. It also seems like it... Uh, looking at looking at Jackie's uh, tires, like, basically he's writing on the walls of the tires how many laps and how many times, and, yeah. like, he's setting fast laps when there's a bunch of heat cycles on him, too. So. Which is nice because all-wheel drive cars like to destroy tires. Yeah. I just annihilate tires. <laughs> I'm out here in my, my BRZ, and... I go to check tire temps, expecting my fronts right. to be like way higher than my rear. I'm like, this is balanced and lovely, and nothing happened. <laughs> Everything's the world isn't ending uh, because you brought a car that's not the boogeyman. Yeah, so it's you, so nice. Yeah. I, I love this car. How uh, how are you enjoying Honda Mood so far? This is great. It's so chill to the point where I'm worried about it ruining Time Attack for me because, like, I'm not stressed. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm sitting there worried about not working on the car. Like, I have to be doing something. Right. Something's wrong. I'm at the track. I should be fixing something. Yeah. So I made a sway bar adjustment just to feel better. <laughs> it, it's weird when you when you go to the track and you're like, this is actually supposed to be fun, isn't it? Like, yeah. I'm not supposed to be stressed. But, uh, yeah, I know the feeling. Um, well, good. I'm glad you inquired about the Nankangs. Uh, to me, it's like, well... If they eventually do show up, then it's definitely the, legal. The second, it, my, my whole thing was if I couldn't place an order for them, it, it shouldn't be legal. But well, they, but the naysayers would say they're, that even though they're available on Jackie's website, that that doesn't count because somehow he's not a large enough business for it to count. And I, 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 I think I that, that argument is wrong. I don't believe that argument is wrong because, it, again, good luck finding – PhD and he is not a major yeah. distributor. No. Major is in the word. He's uh, he's he didn't even have a sign. No. He's he's actually selling through somebody else. But um, wait, but I called Arcom. Arcom's fairly large. Yeah. Okay, I, I looked into them to see the size of them because I was wondering myself. I called Arcom. Arcom said yes, you can place an order. Told me how much it would be, shipping and everything. Told me the exact price of what it would be for the size I wanted to get, which wasn't available yet. Therefore, that I can pre-order it. To me, that's good enough. That means it exists. If they would have said, we don't have pricing or something for it yet, I can't take an order. I don't know when it's coming. Okay, that's that's shady. But this wasn't. So this is available enough. He just, Jackie happens to be the first one to have them. That's great. Uh, that's because he brought pallets and paid tons of money to air freight them. But, that's great. Yeah. Um, I guess they're going to be available through Phil's Tire Service as well, G-Speed, and TF Works. That's what Nankang emailed us or sent me an email Sunday of the event. So that, those will be the four distributors, the I guess. The ones that were listed was Arcop that I could find, though, and they were more than happy to give me any info that they had on them. It was very new to them, too, but they, they had pricing and everything, told me how much it was going to cost to show up. I'm not trying to, like, you know, I don't want this to be a massive promotion for our comp because i got to be real, I'm not ordering through them. I'd probably order through TF Works. But um, I just wanted to make sure, like, it, it existed for a competitor to be able to order them, and it did. It seems like our compound USA basically just brings in, uh, I think TF does the same way. They bring in a uh, sea container tires. They sell the tires and then they make another order. Like, yeah. yeah, they're 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 just small distributor. You know, I don't even think they have a website, but they just sell to like all the Southern, Southern California track guys. Like, yep. tons and tons, of, tons and tons of track guys go there. Yeah, so they're super friendly on the phone. So more than more than anything, we'll probably need uh, some language in our glossary and in our rule book to say what what constitutes major. Uh, yeah, yes. that'll be defined. We have to find that. Uh, I think we'll we'll define that before Mid Ohio in the technical glossary. Mm. We couldn't do it during the event because of the rules we set up before we started the technical technical glossary. Like mm. we don't allow ourselves to make changes during an event yep. for obvious reasons. But anyway, well, cool. We appreciate your opinion on TireGate.
<laughs> now I got a new thing to play with at SEMA. I'm going to go talk to Southeast Asia Sketchy Tire and uh, ask them to take their 60 treadwear tire and slap a uh, 200 treadwear sticker on. We're going to call it a day. Is that actually a tire company, Southeast Asia Sketchy Tire? <laughs> it's it's uh, short for something. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, uh, I hope you have fun on how to be, buddy. We're, uh, yeah, so we'll talk Adam to and soon. I were talking about doing like durometer testing to, yeah. as uh, a. I had a durometer at, uh, at Autobahn. So. No, the pit cart's not here. So. Well, I think the tricky part with that, though, is the tire wears. Right. You're going to get different readings, and if the temperature at the track is different at one track versus the other, it's going to yep. be complicated. And, uh, and then, yeah, if, if, it's, if one car's in the sun versus one car's under a canopy, like, the durometer's going to be different. You really need to, like, it needs to be stable room temperature. Tire yeah. has been in there for hours kind of thing. But uh, I was, I was going to go around uh, at Mid-Ohio in the morning, first thing, and uh, just, just for my own... Uh, interest really and check durometer ratings on all the 200 stuff but uh, make great. notes of it i don't so. know this but it'd be great if someplace like tire Rack just collected that data well they might i don't know we have to ask uh, mr brad well, brad probably yeah, knows. brad's here he just blew up an evo for one of his beginners that was fun <laughs> well it's an evo yeah it was a, it's a wild rallycross evo and so we had to clean up the front straight uh it uh, I was I, I pulled off to uh, to have Becky um, Scott Robertson and, uh, and and Becky are here and Becky always t- does tire temp testing uh, and so I pulled off quick uh, and all of a sudden they went red flag so I watched it happen and the Evo like rolls up on fire right in front of turn one so uh, yeah it blew up spectacularly a photographer showed me a video of it and the fireball uh, he comes out of eleven onto the straightaway. And the fireball like wraps around the front of the car. Who's that? Uh, it was no, it was Brad. Brad from Tire Rack. Ryan Finch. No, uh, uh, who took the the picture? Oh, uh, Ethan. Uh, yeah, I think it was Ethan that showed me the picture. Somebody stuck it in my window. I'm pretty sure it was Ethan. Um, Ethan Layton. I think it's Ethan, Ethan Layton, right? He's one of the winning formula buddies. He came from Fort Wayne area, I think. Uh, Lafayette. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's the one who showed me the, the video. It, it, like, licked all around the car. Big old mess. Like I know the guy everywhere. you're talking about. I talked to him earlier. Yeah. He's wearing a, a Type R shirt. I think so. He Red. was wearing a winning form of the shirt yesterday, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, but yeah, one big old cleanup so far. That was fun. We've we got 20 minutes behind schedule, but whatever. So, I, think I got to do my first hot pull today. No, my second hot pull, I think. It's my only your hot. second time on a hot racetrack? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, <laughs> anything about me being on hot racetracks ever, Abe. Come on. <laughs> can't tell that story. <laughs> you know, some stories, stories just can't be told. Uh, you can't tell that story. I'll tell that story if you find me in person. <laughs> it was a weird one. Uh, that was a weird story. Um, basically... Uh, yeah, I don't want to tell that story on uh, on Slip Angle, but I will tell it in person. So, uh, I didn't do a naughty thing, but I also did a naughty thing at the same time. It was yeah. a very weird day. I don't um, know. So, sometimes those racing situations, they just... It was a weird one, man. Cheeto, Cheetos on the fingers of the safety guys, and they weren't going anywhere. It wasn't a gingerman. It definitely wasn't a gingerman. Well, it's because we have uh, rescue guys, and they're good. Yeah, they are pretty good, and they're so happy and nice. I like those guys. And Jackie's here, too, with uh, Rescue Rescue Girl. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, she's uh, she works with them at the big events, so she's fun. I like Jackie. She always makes everybody take a selfie before the uh, before the day. Oh yeah, well <laughs> we've got to keep memories. Just so, happy people. Uh, we're we're a couple more weeks out from yeah two weeks Ohio. Two or three. I have to finish those trophies. Oh yeah, which what what wood species are they going to be? They're walnut. Okay. This time. Cool. How um, have you enjoyed making trophies? Um. Uh, 
it's we're we're getting better at it. Okay. It's becoming less of a job. Okay. Like the first time it was hard That's because job, it was yeah. like a million things to do. Um but like getting the right tools to do everything yeah. in an easy way. Okay. Clutch. They look good. I like and them. uh I'm gonna buy a Milwaukee um uh, like job site circular saw. Okay. Stoked on the battery powered one. Oh yeah. Awesome. My my friend who makes them or yeah. who uh he's uh, got the is laser with the trophies. Yeah. Um he has a 10-inch saw, and okay. he wants the 12-inch. And I was like, I'll buy the 10-inch. Okay. So I'm excited. <laughs> it's a, uh, a you said circular saw. Do you mean a, uh, like, chop saw? saw miter saw. Miter box. I've never had a cordless miter box. I kind of want one of those. It, it has, like, a, a substantial oh, yeah. battery. Like, I did, I did the entire, like, two events worth of trophies with chop cuts. Okay. And then uh, he has also the... He's a Milwaukee nut. But he has right. the uh, palm router that's battery powered. Oh yeah, yeah, it's awesome. To, to do the edges and stuff yeah. with it, man, it's kind of rad. Um, and I don't, I don't think people appreciate like maybe it's it's ridiculous to spend this kind of money, but some of the the woods for the trophies this year mm-hmm. are they're expensive to a person who like doesn't know anything about what wood can cost, oh, but yeah. they're not like crazy i didn't know you you told me about wood that cost a lot of money i had no idea there was wood that that was was that expensive and also accessible yeah <laughs> so. so um the the trophies for pikes peak are going to be really really cool okay they're like um they're like bright orangish red or like almost like uh um university of texas at austin kind of burnt orange mm-hmm. um but they're almost iridescent it's the craziest okay. wood i've ever seen what uh what's the, what's the wood called jatoba oh i've heard of jatoba Hey, Brad, you want to talk about your new race car build? Sure. Brad Adams is here. We have, we have to have somebody to talk to us about something besides Tiregate. Brad Adams has a 92, 95, what is that thing? 94 Civic. Uh, me and Kyle Cage did a bunch of years ago, raced a bunch of Honda Challenge. Now you put a 1.8 in, and you're going to do some uh, GLTC junk. How'd the, how'd the build go? You want to talk? Sure, I'll talk. Um Build went kind of slow because of the COVID deal, so I expected to be out earlier. But um, I love Brad's accent so much. Got the yeah, it's the Luke McGrew accent. We kiss. Got an accent together. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Southern Indianapolis accent because the yeah. people on the North Side don't have that. Well, I think it's I got a deviated septum. I think that's why I sound like a hill jack. Um, <laughs> that must be what it is. <laughs> it's got to be. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but no. So yeah, I got the one eight in there. Um, just did the dyno Thursday. Hoosiers on there. Nines front. Eight and a half's rear. Big boys. And, uh, man, I don't know. I don't remember what torque feels like, but, man, I found out when I came out of that blend line today. So You used to have a B16 in it, right? Yeah, I had a B16 for many years. Um, did go 1.8 one year. That lasted a weekend and a half. Went back to 1.6. Um, so, you know, Honda Challenge, I was only a 165 power. Um, so now we were having issues on a dyno, so I don't really know what my torque was. I made 182 on my last pass, but 184, three passes prior, uh, no changes to the tune. So, how close are you uh, to your race weight, power to weight? I don't know, t- like currently, what the car weighs, just because I don't have my own scales. Um, but I would guess that the car is close to 20, 2330ish. I would guess I do have some ballast in it, not including me and my tacos. Um, Love tacos. So I got tacos right now. The, I didn't get COVID. I. I Accumulated the COVID nineteen, <laughs> which is something like the freshman fifteen. Um, so yeah, took, took it out for that session. What you got uh, there? And the stand of race lunch. 
Well, I uh, ran two and a half laps. Check engine light came on. I think the distributor is going poo. And I'm good, thank you. And so here I am. Adam, you and I. Stoked. Dan DeVry's over here supplying lunch. Fredo's here. Hey, Fredo. Man, these look great, Dan. Has Dan ever made you anything that's not good? I'm eating a Dan DeVries burger, man. Delicious. So good. But Dan, when Dan shows up uh, at the track, Dan just like makes food for uh, all the staff, and it's the best. Track it's dad. The best. Track yeah. dad status. Did you talk about what the uh, did you talk about what the engine made or no? Well, we got we we're getting to that. So yeah. Oh, so that's what Abram was asking before Dan pulled up. So yeah, uh, I expected to make one. I wanted to make like 190 to 193, mm -hmm. and I was gonna go no arrow, but now I'm making less power than I expected. So I think I'm gonna throw the arrow back on, and uh, call it even for Mid Ohio. So you still don't know what it weighs, though. You said, right? Yeah, I'm gonna guess 2330 roughly. Um, but yeah, I don't have any idea. Well, wait. Why would you put the arrow back on, right? Because well, I guess there's. Well, if I claim the weight that I'm at now. I would technically have to run 205s. Um, so throw the arrow on, I'm back over 2250. I mean, obviously I could claim more weight, right? Um, if, and yeah, be there. If you are that weight, you, I mean, you can just be underpowered if you want. Yeah, correct. Yeah I, could, yeah, I could be over spec, blah, blah. But if I have modifier points, then might as well use them. Yeah. And it's not yeah, I, I have to go sense. buy the stuff over I got it sitting at home. Abe doesn't know anything about GLPC. So. That's untrue. <laughs> <laughs> That's that right. is true, but more often than not, uh, I I defer to our race race director, which is Renee, yeah. because um, unlike me, Renee can like throw down a penalty to anyone for anything, and no one is mad ever because it's, uh, that's just what Renee said. And, like yeah. you can't disagree because no. she said so. Because yeah. Renee is rad, correct? Exactly. Bad woman right there, man. Bad lady. The, uh, how did the car run today? You you did a few laps. Uh, did you talk about that, Ray? Kind of, sort of. Yeah? And what do you got to do? I think I need to put a new distributor in it. So <laughs> uh, that and I got to go get a new van tire put on. Pretty good day so far. I mean, chilling with the boys, that's always good. Nice and sunny out working on that farmer's tan, always good. But right. having a car that throws a check engine light where you got to limp that thing in and a truck with a poopy tire, that ain't good. Why is this hobby so hard, Brad? Would you keep doing this hobby for the rest of your life, being as it's super hard? I don't know if I want to do it forever. <laughs> well, you told me a long time ago that racing's hard. Racing's definitely hard. Um, but at the same token, it's where you get to see your friends, hang out. It's your release. Um, is Can you imagine how much worse this would be if we weren't friends with everyone here? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I could just chill on iRacing with DJ all the time. I mean, that is way more cost-effective. Um, but you don't really get the crap scared out of you on iRacing. So here we are. So could I quit? Eh, I don't know. Um, maybe if the kids popped off on bikes, that'd be kind of sweet, but I'd still have to race a couple times a year. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like I could ever 
hang it up. Um, I feel like I've lost a lot of my competitive edge, though. Like, I don't really care anymore. I just like, like being here and messing around my car. And um, I, did, I do feel I, I loved being, like, in some traffic at Autobahn. But, like, the car was running super rich and stuff. But um, And super hot into care temps. But I, like, I just I do like being out there. It's... I, did, I, f- I wish I could get that edge back. I feel like maybe it'll come back eventually, but uh, I don't know. I'm having a good time still. So. Did you really not expect high IATs when you no, had a supercharged car and I you're didn't, on the surface of the sun racing? I just didn't expect it to be that high. <laughs> it was really high. I think the sensor must be off. We're going to plug it in here in a minute. Scott Robertson just walked back up. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm gonna grab Scott. Uh, you guys want to keep talking or no? I mean, yeah, we should probably keep talking. All right, you guys talk for me. I'm going to grab Scott and see if we can pull some fuel out of my car. You get, you're just going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably. Here we go. So um, you're coming to GLTC. Have you run any of the events prior? Yeah, last year I ran Midwest in full H2 trim. Um, obviously qualifying there was in the wet. Uh-huh. So that helped me out a ton. So that kind of left me as a sitting duck. Um, first race, it kind of rained all right before time to grid. So I'm like, well, I've driven this track on slicks in the wet before. Um, I'm going to go out. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Well, I went out on stickers. Okay. And, uh, wow, I think that race I went from 6th to, like, 22nd. No kidding. I mean, I had nothing. And it was funny because Tom Lamb came over, and he was like, hey, you had stickers in that car, didn't you? And I said, yeah, unfortunately. He goes, yeah, every time you go through uh, 7, 8, and 9, he goes, every time that sticker would hit the pavement – your car would go sideways. <laughs> he goes, I just watched it the whole time. That's brutal. Um, so then, you know, by the end of the weekend, um, you know, I was finishing, I think, 12th to 15th-ish, I think. Um, but obviously, you know, it wasn't anywhere near, you know, top prep. But, I mean, obviously, there's way more top prep cars now in class. Um, so now it's... Yeah, it seems um, K-Motors are just with as cheap as they are, and swaps are kind of everywhere it's hard to argue that that's like not the choice you should make. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem I had was I was already kind of, you know, ankle deep in this B build when, you know, Eric was, when I knew Eric was going that direction, Um, you know, and obviously I put a lot of money into this thing. And then his first session that he ran at Putnam, he calls me and he's like, oh my God. And as soon as he called me, I was like, I just just put my head down and <laughs> closed don't. my eyes, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> so, but, I mean, at that point, it was too late for me to turn turn around. You know what I mean? Um, so, with that, you know, I'm, I got the mini bore, so, you know, I've got a minus percent there. So, I mean, running the B, I mean, yeah, I don't make the torque that they make. Obviously, you know, might not be, say, top-line prep, you know, as far as hitting the spots that you need to hit as far as power band torque, all that stuff. But kind of like Adam said, not, not that my competitiveness has went away, um, but well, my need to keep putting money towards that car is decreasing as my kids get older and bikes get bought. So I think we have three kids and like 10 bikes between the kids. Think you have three kids. No, I have three kids. I think I have 10 bikes between the three kids. So um, you guys are obviously really deep into the GLTC, and we've had tons of uh, good feedback and lots of new drivers showing up. Um, Aaron is kind of like crushing it right now uh, in the winning formula car. Who's who's not coming to events that probably should? Like, where are the competitors nationally that like have cars that are solidly here? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? 
part of the problem. Well, I guess I could say one person because the prep would be close. I'll go ahead and call him out because he's been to Grid Life events before. Kevin Bohm, where you at, bub? Yeah, Kevin Bohm's car. racing right now. That's why. He's but that, that's fine. <laughs> but, but his old STU car, that would be close. That'd be one person. Um, yeah, there's probably a bunch of STU cars that could like make minor changes, and they would also they would also be able to put bigger wheels on, which is the thing that STU complains about. Uh, I think it, they're stuck in eight inch wide wheels. But um, the the other thing is like I don't I don't want to just like take cars from other groups though like a lot of this has been like a progression of drivers that were with us too like right next door uh came me out of scott and becky scott did his first event with us as beginner and then caged the car and like it uh it's or maybe caged it first i don't remember uh but a lot of the a lot of the drivers in gltc like started with honda meet they started with grid life beginner intermediate grid life time attack um I do want to just build club racing too. Like I don't want to just call people from other groups or find the people that are sick of this class or sick of that class or don't want to do multi-class racing anymore. Like I don't want to just straight steal people. I mean, I'll take them, but but uh, I, I do like the fact that we we brought a lot of people in. We put I think forty-five people through club school or through comp school. Uh, so that's a lot of that's a lot of new wheel to wheel uh, in a year with one tiny series. Yep. So. I mean, I, I won't mention in, I won't mention names, but there was a driver that drove here what three weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, or well, no, I'll take that back. Autobahn. Um, he drove at Autobahn and did decent, but was like mid pack to back pack. In loved it, loved oh, yeah. every bit of it. Yeah. Um, so this thing is, that I think, is neat. Is even like like with me last year, like I said, you know, I came H two prep car. Um, didn't expect to be towards the front. Obviously, like I said, the, the rain qualifying put me there. Um, but after that, like the thing that was cool for me with Honda Challenge cars, your Honda Challenge cars all kind of make speed in the same areas. So one race, I'm sitting here battling with a Miata, and obviously I'm faster than him on the straights, but he's got me in the corners, and that was when we had this like crazy puddle at the inside of 11. So I couldn't get through 11 fast because I was skating to the outside wall getting ready to die and total another car, right? <laughs> so not to have total car, but... Um, the, the other race, it was BMW, um, street tires, no aero, and this thing was the straight line monster. So here now, my racecraft switches again. So now I'm like trying to do different things, you know, where my defense the first race was this, but now I'm trying my offense different here or there. So I think that's what's neat is, is if like you race a spec class and you come to GLTC, it's like, oh, wow. This is a game The, the job's different, right? Yeah, the job is way different. And that like, you know, and that's the thing is like, a lot of people tell me, like, you know, with the kids, they're like, hey, you guys should come with us to this amusement park. And I'm like, the heck with that. Like, I'm not riding any dang roller coasters. And they're like, well, I thought you were like an adrenaline junkie. I'm like, no. I'm like, I like racing because of the mind game. You know, it's like we're playing high-speed chess, and I'm a checkers guy. Yeah. And that's what I think is fun. So when you do have that where you have to find, like, this new way to race somebody and try to get by them, that's why I think it's fun because you grow there, Right. right. If I just run you, I mean, nothing against Haunted Challenge. Obviously, I loved racing it. But if I race Haunted Challenge all the time, like, I know, like, okay, here, here, and here is what I can optimize myself on, right? Um, but you get around these new people, you don't really know, like, okay, they do this, they do that. So you have to change that those gears. And to me, that's what makes it so fun is because, you know, the spectrum of the class is so big that you have a multitude of different cars that you're going to race, and those cars all make speed differently. Right. And you have to adjust and, you know, mentally note, et cetera. So. Yeah, I like that part, too. Uh, I, 
I enjoy racing at the back of the pack uh, with my always uh, unprepped broken car. Uh, and it does have lap motors. <laughs> uh, but Wait, what was um, uh, the Gears and Gasoline guys did a video oh, about yeah. best track car to like start with. <laughs> yeah. And Adam, Adam does an interview and he's like, yeah, I mean, Hondas are awesome. They don't always have the most grown up crowd. And no, then, the most adult scene, I said. And then he like opens the label. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody like there was a bunch of comments in that in the in the video. Uh, They're like, dude, do you see that guy? Says his behind the scenes not adult and he's got Lambo doors, WTF. And I'm like, yeah, that's the joke, bro. <laughs> but the, uh, I, I've actually really enjoyed being at the back of the pack. Uh, and like, basically, I try to find Scott's beginners or like the new to GLTC uh, rookies who are t- often like very experienced track drivers. But like, I try to find them and like do dumb, dumbish stuff, be like, creeping on their door uh, into the braking zone just to see if they know I'm there, give myself enough of an out, but, like, put it in their mirror uh, and just try to, like, scare them in any way I can. Not scare them, but, like, just put pressure on them. Uh, and I've had, I had a ton of fun at Autobahn with that with uh, two different drivers, and I just, I, I, just, I just think it's fun, man. Like, it's fun being door-to-door with people. I don't really care if I win or anything. I'm probably not going to win anytime soon unless I dump, like, 10K into this thing, but... Uh, and then I still, I'd still have me driving. <laughs> so, I got to remember how to do it, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, so far, so far, so good with that. I'm glad you, I'm glad you got the car back together, and uh, and I hope we can do some driving this weekend. So, hope the distributor doesn't totally crap out on you. Uh, you still recording there? So we're uh, we're at 33 minutes. Oh, and you did we the wanna, show almost. We, we wanted to thank some people, or oh yeah, we probably should. Uh, Patreon people. Yeah. Um, Brad's gonna go probably eat lunch or something. Right. He's gonna go sit down and chill. But there was, Thanks, Brad. Uh, every time we did a uh, show, you were gonna talk about something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Racing radios has been a big uh, help with uh, the instructor program and grid this year. Um, I wanted to mention them. What else did I want to mention? There's something I don't know. Well, we appreciate Racing radios. Um, Racing radios also. I did post something in the GLTC page that uh, Racing Radios has set up a channel for us uh, for us to talk to drivers, and we can give dri- – we put it on the page, uh, but anybody listening, there is a radio frequency that y- if you can get radio programmed for it, then you can listen in for green flag calls, hazard calls, stuff like that. So so that's cool. Um, there was something else. I wanted to thank the Patreon subscribers. Uh, we, uh, we really appreciate uh, the ability to uh, buy a board and uh, hopefully do some travel if uh, to uh, to other things and record other I shows think the, someday. The next thing we're going to get uh, is probably a Pelican case for it. Okay, so, uh, gonna, so that I could bring it. So we're going to move things. it around. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's, it's like a it's a big object. Yeah. It's, it's probably the size of two shoe boxes. Yeah. What else do we want to talk about? I don't know. Uh, we'll I'm figure it out it. for the next show. I'm blowing it. Uh, but yeah, live from uh, Derek's favorite track, Chichimen uh, Raceway. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, yeah, I think we made a show. Good enough. All right. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid live to say hello. Hello.